Bless you. Bless you. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. We need to pray for Southern California and Mexico. They've got a little more rain coming than they need, so pray for them. Who got a special financial blessing this week? Somebody surely did this week. Looks like he took care of all of us. Jack got one. Amen. 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 <clears throat> well, this is the first Sunday of a new month. This is the month that says when the king is in the field. He's off the throne. He's in the field. He mixes among the people. Let's meet with him this morning. This is when we bring a first fruit offering. They were getting ready for their harvest and they'd bring a sheave or two and just as a special offering. I relate it to the bales of hay now. See all the big bales in the field, you know, just they just bring one field for a special offering this morning and as we get ready to bring our tithes and offerings, just thank him for his goodness and for his provision in your life. The things that we take for granted every day. Richard, come pray over the offering this morning. Are you thankful? He's a good God. Father God, we just uh, we just thank you so much for just supplying our every need and continuing to just uh, give us more than we deserve at times, Father. I just thank you for that, Father, and I just pray for this first fruit offering, first fruit offering, and. Also for our tithes, for you just, just bless it tenfold and continue to minister to us and let us have a willing vessel, Father, in it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, bring your tithes and offerings in. Greet someone. Greet Buzz and Ruby. They're new members for this week, or I don't know how long. But.
You know, it's getting closer to our barn meeting time. <coughs> we heard from <coughs> Rick Curry this week, and uh, Rick's on the move as usual and anxious about coming. He's got a, says a great musician he's bringing with him to lead the praise and worship. So uh, keep praying. God's going to do everything we'll believe him for. Ephesians 6, 8. I ran across this verse this week. And, you know, it was like I'd never saw the verse before. And yet I went back. I dug out a Bible that I used 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And I had this verse underlined totally. So we can forget these verses and these words knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. Whatever you do, you're going to get it back from the Lord. Whatever it is. <clears throat> Little things or big things. Everything. <clears throat> There's some things we really need to do I think about this, uh, you know, we talk about putting on continually the full armor of God. How to stand firm. Listen, these are days that we need to learn to know how to stand firm. We need to believe the prophets. They've talked about a shaking. What that shaking is, I don't know. God knows. But we need to be prepared for the day and time. We are, listen, there's an army of God. Look around, you'll see it. You're looking for, where, where is it? No, it's here. It's us. It's us. And I believe that. And I'm glad you're a part of that army. And I know there's others. But this is enough. This is more than 11. Look what 11 did. This is enough. If we'll just believe him. I'm going to talk about some things like that Wednesday night, Lord willing. <clears throat> but you know, this verse I read this morning in um, Luke 24, 25. And I think this is a time... When we could be like that, we could be foolish. This is when Jesus was walking along and found the guys and they didn't know who he was on the road to Emmaus. And he said, oh, foolish men and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Have not the prophets spoken? Come on. Amen. Now, if, if you haven't heard them, it's because you don't, Tune in to them some way. But they're speaking. But I thought that is a right now word that we could just let it slide. Those two guys were talking to God Almighty and had no clue. All the, they went through a teaching and until he broke the bread. They realized, golly, and you know what? He was gone. <laughs> 
And there's some of those golly times that was God talking to me and I didn't know it. I didn't do what I said I'd do. I told him I'd listen. I heard, uh, I listened to Dutch in Tim Sheets, Chuck Pierce. I love all the prophets. I pray for them. I pray for Catherine Watsy. I thank God for uh, Laura Beth that was here last week with us. There's a lot of voices. There's prophetic voices in here. But I heard Dutch Sheets a couple weeks ago, and he talked about a scripture I want to show you this morning. And as I looked at it in my Bible, two columns on a page, the verse he was talking about, a name of a God, right across from it was a name, another name of, of the same God. I want to talk about them this morning, but in uh, Genesis 21, verses uh, 33. And this is one of the times <clears throat> that Abraham had uh, said, no, she's not my wife, she's my sister. And his wife had been took into a harem, and God, in a day or two, told that king, you're a dead man if you touch her. He said, listen, God, I'm innocent. He said, I know. And Sarah was restored to Abraham. He had Abraham pray for that guy. You know, and just want another one of those mistakes in the road. You remember those? You know, sometimes we ask God, we're, we know we're forgiven. Why can I remember that? Sometimes memories aren't bad. It'll remind you. We could go back if we chose to. But at the end of that, Abimelech wanted to make a covenant with Abraham. And in verse 33, it says, Abraham planted a Tamsaric tree at Beersheba. And there he called on the name of the Lord the everlasting God. Say everlasting God. Everlasting God. Now, uh, Dutch Sheets called him Olam El. Most uh, places I looked it up, they called him El Olama. Either way, he's the everlasting God. So let's talk about this everlasting God. It says, Abraham sojourned in the land of the Philistine for many days. But this God, Olam, is a God that's timeless. Now, we're not timeless. He could look at time. We understand God knows the future. I mean, we don't see the future very far ahead of us. God can, he sees the end from the beginning. But God could also look back and see all eternity past. He could see eternity present. He could see all of this. He was a God that knew all about Abraham. He knew Abraham had failed. He knew he had lied. He knew he had done those things. But in seeing in the future, 
he knew Abraham was going to make those changes and line up with his kingdom. See, God sees that. I've watched that happen in people's lives. I've said many times, if I was God, I would have given up on me many a times. But see, God sees what's going to be. And he, he doesn't see, regardless of what you can name any sin or any crime, and that person comes right with God, God sees him as perfect, not as what he was. He doesn't see you as what we used to be. It's not old Jack. It's not old Gerald. And we've got to be careful because we'll, we'll bump into someone we hadn't seen for a long time. And you know what? I run into some of them now, and they've got older because I remember them like they used to be. Well, we can also remember them about other things about them too. We can. But God sees them, the finished product. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Boy, if we believe that, if we live that, if we believe that, that that's who He is, that doesn't mean it's okay, just do whatever you want to do, He's going to do it. No, you won't like the process. <laughs> because we read a verse about that a while ago. Whatever good thing you do, well, whatever bad thing you do. So, this everlasting God who sees like that. I'd, I'd never heard that talked about like that, the everlasting God. But right across in my Bible was uh, Genesis twenty-two fourteen, And Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it will be provided. Well, we talk about our God being our provider. Is he not our provider? He is doing everything you believe him to do. Now, it's a faith walk. It's just not going to be, oh, whatever's going to be is going to be. You've got to get over that. That's not faith at all. That's not... Listen, we're pursuing the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, not what used to be. We want to call in what heaven has for us. Listen, we're missing things because we're just not believing it and calling it in, calling in those angels that uh, many are prophesying now that God is on the move. If you listen to some of uh, Tim Sheets' messages where he sees this big... He sees angels regularly. I promise you they're in here this morning. But he saw one shooting an arrow. And he, I know I've told you this before, but he said it was the biggest arrow he'd ever saw and he realized it was a spear. And he shot it and it landed in the, I think, the Rose Garden next to the White House in Washington, D.C., right where the gay parade business stuff they had up there a month ago probably. I'm telling you, the angels are uprooting and exposing things that you think can't be exposed. Now, has he not ever exposed something in real life? I promise he has mine. You don't need to 
go back and try to dig up something that you need to get right with God about. He'll bring it up. Come on. You know why he hadn't brought it up? You wouldn't deal with it yet. But there'll be a time when it's, oh God, and you've took another step. Anybody cross that threshold Laura Beth talked about? I think we did last week. But there's a time God knows they're ready for another step. And it's always the goodness of God. But let's look at Abraham's life. I love this chapter. And this is the chapter when Isaac is 36 years old and God tells Abraham, go offer up Isaac on the altar. Will God ask you to do something he won't do? See, God has already offered up his son. Oh, now wait a minute. Jesus hadn't come for 4,000 years or so. But in God's mind, he had already done it. He already knew he was going to offer up his son. He wasn't going to ask Abraham to do something he wouldn't do. Abraham had already offered up one son. He had already offered up Ishmael. You, you have a son and you keep him for 13 years and then God says, send him and his mom out with a bag of water and a bag of food. That'd be hard, Mama. That'd be hard, Daddy. It was hard for Abraham. But you know what? God said, do it. I mean, there's times God's going to separate you from some people. But let him do it. Let him do it. Lord, thank you. He said, take your son you love. That's the first time love's mentioned in Scripture. Go to the land of Moriah. Abraham saddled his donkey, took Isaac, took some help with him, took some wood, took some fire. Verse 4 talks about the third day. He saw that place. There's something about the third day. You remember the third day? I'm telling you, Jesus is going to show up. He's showing up everywhere we'll let him. Everywhere, the third day. Look at the scripture in John 8, 56. Isn't it? Unusual verse. John eight fifty six. Your father Abraham, Je Jesus said this, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. How did Abraham see Jesus' day? I think he, he could have seen it that day when he was walking over there. I mean, Abraham thought he was going to go actually kill his son and God will resurrect him. That's what Abraham thought. But I, I believe he could do that because he knew who God was and I believe he saw Jesus sometime in his life. That's what Jesus said. He saw my day. I think that's awesome that God puts these things in the word for us. But verse 5 is where Abraham said, told the Helpers, stay with the donkey. I and the lad will go over there. We will worship and return to you. Now that's his confession. That's a confession. We need to make good confessions. That's the first time the word worship is mentioned in Scripture. He went to worship. Think about 
going to worship, knowing you're going to go lay the best you have on the altar. Well, see, we don't relate to that because God's not going to ask us to do that physically in the way Abraham thought he was going to do it. But let me tell you, he is asking you and I to put it all on the altar. Everything, that's what covenant is. I'm, I'm going to, we hadn't talked about our covenant in a while. We're going to get into that, but we've got an old and a new. We look at it every day. It says the old and new. A covenant. Everything. Dixie and I are in covenant. She knows everything I've got's hers. I know everything she's got's mine. Do we know everything God has got is ours? Well, do we know everything we've got is God's? And sometimes he'll say, uh, you go take that and go give it to someone, help them. You'll find out. I heard a story of a guy years ago, and they, they kind of made a pack with a group of people we'll share, and he had a standard shift Volkswagen. And this other guy wanted to borrow it, and so he loaned it, but he said, hearing him grind the gears and not knowing how to shift, he said, you'll find out whether it's yours or God's. But he said, didn't Abraham give it all? Abraham gave it all. Lord, we just bless you. So, you, you, know, you know this story. And Isaac said, Hey, Dad, did we forget something? Come on, we got the fire and the wood, but where... Where is the sacrifice? God will provide. But think about Abraham. Think about the turmoil of the battle. You think Satan wasn't speaking into his mind? You're crazy if you do this. That wasn't God that told you to do that. Or, oh yeah, really, go ahead, just do it. I promise you he went through a battle just like you do. Those battles, they're just here. They're just here. But he gets there. Now, you talk about submission. How about a 36-year-old letting a man that be 136 tie him up and put him on the altar? He allowed his father to do that. He, was, he obeyed. And you know, that's when God says, when Abraham drew back the knife, I mean, Abraham was going to do it. Don't do it. He told him, don't do it. He stretched out his hand to slay his son. Verse 11, the angel of the Lord called from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Now, see, he had another son, but as far as God's concerned, this was his only son. That other son was Abraham's son in the flesh. And Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. 
And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering in the place of his son. I think worship happened there, don't you? I think both of them. Can you imagine Isaac? Can you imagine? And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. That's where Jehovah Jireh, our provider. As it is said this day in the mount of the Lord, it will provide. God told him to go to the mountain and do that. But listen, it wasn't just any old mountain. You know where he went? He went to Mount Moriah. You know where Isaac was offered? The same place the temple was built. I'm, isn't God something that he'd have David just so many years later stumble onto that place? No, David was led to find that place. That, that, that is the God. See, that is that God that's everlasting that sees the finish from the start. He sees what you're going to be. He sees what you're going through now. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He knows. He knows what's going on. He knows what's next. <clears throat> Abraham, the father of our faith, his failures, he lied to Sarah. We sang a while ago, turning shame into glory. That happened in Abraham's life. That's happened in my life. It's happened in your lives. The shame you used to bear. And if, you're, if you've still got shame and guilt, you can leave it here this morning. And it, it'll be fine right here. You can just leave it. We'll, we'll get it out of here. And you don't have to deal with it. But see, Olam, this everlasting God, who sees the present and the future, saw Abraham would get his life aligned with God. He forgave him. He restored him. And yet, if this script Bible is written in uh, order, he lies again about her. But what about David? What about Paul? What about... David sinned, and yet in the New Testament, God said he was a man after my own heart. See, God saw past that. He sees past that. This everlasting God, he sees past those things when we repent and turn to him. That's why if we're, if we're going to call in what the prophets are proclaiming, we've got to know who we are. We've got to know the everlasting God. We've got to know the God who provides whether it's angels or food. Amen. We have got to get past our fear and worry and, oh, what if? Uh, listen, those voices come. They will come at you. They do. And it's, oh me, or God, what's next? God, what's next? That's why I used to love Brother Shambach. Anybody remember Shambach? He'd preach... You know, and he said, what if you pray for somebody and they're sick and they go ahead and die? What do you do? I say, who's next? 
I mean, you go on. You go on. One of the great uh, wars here with the English over our country. One of the great generals. His right-hand man, I forgot, I've forgotten his name, was severely injured in a battle. And he saw him and he went right to him. And he saw how bad the man was. And he, he got off and spoke to him. He got on his horse and went about what he had to do. I mean, there's things you just have to go on and do. There's things you can't fix. You can't fix everything. You know, I know people I can call, and I've got some friends, if it was financial, I know I could call them and get help. But you know, you're getting a place where a man, a human being can help you. And that's where we've got to know the God that is a provider. We've got to know this everlasting, eternal God. That's who He is. Whatever you need. Lord, if we're in covenant, and as far as I know I am, as far as I know I've got my sins confessed, I'm right with you, my giving, my tithing, and I'm coming to you about it. I need your wisdom and understanding and revelation about this Whatever it is, we need those things. He said to ask, seek, and to knock. But did not God forgive Abraham? Let me tell you. Do you not think that the God that forgave Abraham has been watching America? Does he not know about the covenant that was made at Fort Henry? Does he not know the prayers that have been prayed over this nation? Does he not know about the prayers that are being prayed over it right now? That we're repenting for the sins of our nation and believing for the kingdom of God to be increased every day according to Isaiah 9, 7? Do we not believe that God will forgive and restore America like he did Abraham? We've got to get that... In our minds right now. Somebody's got to stand up. And believe the word of God. It's our turn. You ready to pitch or catch? Just be in the game. Be in the game. He sees it. 1973. I heard this yesterday. And I hope I got these numbers right. It said there was 1.3 abortions in 2023. Now, 50 years later, there was 1.3 COVID deaths. They correlate that. I just think that's something interesting to think about. God says, hey, don't violate my word. He's against abortion. That many killed. Did that allow some of that to happen? I don't know, but I'm thinking about that. I, th- I think we, we need to understand God in every situation and ponder these things and say, God, where are you at in this? Olam forgives America as he did Abraham. Two things we must believe. We must believe that God really loves us. 
That is so easy to say. But why do some days you feel like the worm with the four flats, maybe? Does he really love you? Warts, freckles, and all. See, he's the everlasting God. He loves us because God is love. You've got to believe he loves you. You believe he loves me. You believe he loves somebody else. But do you really believe he loves you? Why did he put you here? He did. He, he chose you before the foundation of the earth. According to Ephesians 1, 4. He did. He loves us. You've got to believe he loves us. And you've got to believe the Word of God. If you believe God loves you, and believe the Word of God. These two things you can build your life on. See, our lives, our family, our church, this region is for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ to be ever-increasing. That's God's will. That's His will. 1 John 1, uh, 1 John 4, 8. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, if you don't know love, you can get saved this morning. You don't love. And uh, 1 John 4, 19. <clears throat> says, we love because he first loved us. We love. He first loved us. See, I don't want to be one of the disciples walking down the road <coughs> and, Jesus, <coughs> and Jesus is trying to talk to me and he says, Oh, foolish and slow of heart to learn. I want to walk with him. His voice can be loud, but it can be so quiet that I miss it. I was thinking about the first fruits offering this morning. There's a guy who's got a good ministry, Charlie Kirk. I've been thinking about giving him some money. I've got an envelope there at home about it. I've been thinking about, is that somebody I need to sow into? God will speak to you in different ways. Maybe quiet. I pray it's quiet. I pray I want to hear him quiet. I don't want to have the rebukes of life. But we know he loves us. We know he's called us because of John 3.16. Everybody in here could quote it. Because God is love. Because he's so loved. He gave, them, he gave his son just like Abraham was going to give his son. We know he loves us. Psalms 139, he says, I knew you in your unformed substance before you even ever were. I knew you. He knows us. Do you believe you're forgiven? 
if you've confessed your sins. And listen, there may be an issue in your life that you really need Him to help you with. To overcome. To overcome. I understand that. Lord, help me or I'm going to... I can feel it. It's pulling on me. I mean, cry out to Him about it. Ask somebody that you could trust with everything you got to pray with you about it. Probably the best one is your spouse. First one. I've got a friend. He said, I was going to wish the other night I, I hurt so bad I could get up and call you. I mean, this was 50 years ago. A guy told me that. And he said, I heard you got the greatest prayer partner laying right there beside you. There's a part of us, and it's in our disposition, that we really hate to ask. We hate to ask. There's some men here in town, they said they were going to be here this morning. They're living on the streets and starving. Walked to my house in the heat yesterday and was going to walk back. I said, you won't make it. Well, I said, we don't want to ask. Be a burden. There's, there's a time to ask. There is a time to ask. Pride will keep you from asking. Oh, me, I don't have a need. I'm big, I'm tough, I'm bad. Ask. You're going to run into something that's bigger and badder than you someday. And you'll find a... Your knees will get weak and maybe you'll get on them and uh, that will, that'll be good. But that's my word for today. This everlasting God. He can look back or He can look forward. But let me tell you, He's looking forward. He wants to see us be the army that He's called us to be. There's an issue you've got in your life and you want someone to pray with you, we'll sure pray with you. Whatever it is, if there's anything you can leave here this morning that you don't need to be carrying, bring it to God. That's why Jesus in Matthew 11, <clears throat> verse 28, Oswald Chambers says it's like this. He said, last thing we'll do is really come to Jesus. If we really get... I mean, we'll try everything we can do to make it happen. And I guess I'm going to have to go pray about this. That might have saved you a little bit if you'd have just done that. And there's been things that bothered me that I couldn't get straight. And if I just talked to Dixie about it, there's been so many times she just said, no, that's not right. See, we can get it twisted up. That's why we need one another. Come on, let's stand up and bless Him. Let's worship this God we say we love and know. And if you know there's something you need to get right with Him about this morning, if you're going to meet Him, this would be a good day to get it right. Come get it right with God this morning. We've got a sister who's going to join us this morning.